0: Amen. So, so much to be thankful for. Right? All of you are here this morning, which means you have a reliable mode of transportation. Or somebody willing to pick you up. Either one. And if you're watching online and your excuse is that you have no transportation, call the church, send us a message, we will arrange for someone to pick you up. We have many people who would be willing to do that, I'm sure. Right? Any objections? No objections from the room. Good. We have so much, so many things that we take for granted on a regular basis. So, today, what the Lord has put on my heart first was forgiveness. What does forgiveness have to do with Thanksgiving? I'm glad you asked. I had the same question earlier in the week. And then I was reminded that it's Thanksgiving weekend. (laughs) Forgiveness has a lot to do with Thanksgiving, right? We always say, well, you need to forgive. We read through the scriptures, Jesus says, forgive one another. Yes, definitely forgive. But I want to suggest that forgiveness is more than an event. When someone wrongs you, we're told to forgive, right? If you've been hurt in your past or whatever has happened in your life, we need to forgive that. There needs to be an event called forgiveness. But more than that, we need to live a lifestyle of forgiving. Amen? While it's important to choose to forgive, When we are wronged, a lifestyle of forgiveness, get this, prevents us from being wronged as readily as we often are. What I mean is, if you live a lifestyle and a habit of forgiving, you will not take offense. Come on, somebody. You won't take offense. What has been the number one rule spoken across this pulpit for the last couple of years? Guard your heart. Why do we guard our heart? So that we don't take offense. Right? I like how Jesse Duplantis said it. God's talking to Adam. He said, subdue the earth and rule over it. In other words, God's telling Adam... There's a snake coming. (laughs) We have been warned. We've been advised. Don't take offense. Well, guess what? The easiest way to not take offense is to live that lifestyle of forgiveness. Right? Luke chapter 6. Verse 37. Do not judge, you will not be judged. Do not condemn, you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. This verse is right on the tail end of the passage about loving our enemies. I don't think... (laughs) Okay, in my Bible, there's a separation between paragraphs with a little subtitle, right? The original... Text didn't have that break. Which means that was all one continuous thought. Love your enemies. Do good to those who persecute you. What reward do you have for treating others well that have treated you well? Even sinners do that. Right? What reward do you have for paying back What you owe somebody. It just means you're not robbing anyone, that's all. But Jesus says take it a step further. Give to someone without expecting back. Don't hold it against them if they can't repay. Love your enemies, do good to them, forgive them. Don't judge them when they fail. Forgive them. We've had a lot of uprising in social media about who's doing this wrong and who's doing that wrong. And the nation is divided because of opinions. And I don't care what side you're on. If someone disagrees with you, and you feel like you've been wronged by that, forgive it. Let it go. Don't hang on to it. If someone's operating in corruption, if someone's operating against what you think is right, God promises that their time is coming. It's not up for us to judge. It's not up to us to carry that. But what does that have to do with thanksgiving? When we recognize that we too have been forgiven, when we become truly grateful and appreciate what we've been forgiven from, then that reciprocates into our forgiving of others. Right? What have I been forgiven from? (laughs) What was my destination before I met Christ? If I'm thankful to God for what he's done for me, I'm going to give that back. Right? I'm going to give that back. So thanksgiving looks like forgiveness. Amen? What else does thanksgiving look like? Thanksgiving looks like humility. Right? Because I've been given so much, And I know I didn't do it myself. Right? Nothing we have is because of our own efforts. All that we are is because of what God has done for us. Humility is not forced. Subjection and humiliation do not equate to humility. Okay? There's a difference. Humility means putting my desires beneath the desires of somebody else, putting my goals and aspirations lower than, in this case, God's plan for us. Low position does not equate to humility. The prodigal son could have stayed in that pig pen if he had not humbled himself. He was already subjected and humiliated, because of his circumstances. He was already in a low position, but he could have stayed there if he had been caught in pride. If he would have said, well, this is someone else's fault that I'm here. It's dad's fault because he didn't give me enough money. It would have just taken him another couple of months to get to that place if he had more money. Yeah. <laughs> If he had trained me better in the world or those people that took all my money, if you go to Las Vegas and you come back broke, don't blame the casinos, right? It's not, there's so many cliches and adages, it's not the fork that makes you fat. Right, It's not the slot machine that makes you broke. It's not that your neighbor that makes you angry. We need to humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. Recognize that everything we have comes from God. Right? It's only by his grace that we even are. It's only by his grace that we have this new life in Christ. We're not good enough on our own to be given a place in heaven. We don't deserve it on our own merit. The only reason we deserve what God does for us is because he considers us worthy. Right? So thanksgiving looks like humility. Thanksgiving looks like love. We talked about that a little bit. We love because he first loved us. 1 John 4 verse 19. Reciprocating. What is is God doing in my heart that's going to flow out and show others what Thanksgiving looks like. Thanksgiving looks like generosity. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 2. We'll start at verse 1. And now brothers we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. They were overjoyed because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because of what the Holy Spirit was doing in their hearts, they were grateful and they wanted to give back. They wanted to participate and minister to others the same way they'd been ministered to. And in the midst of their lack, they gave more than they were able. That's thanksgiving. That's a heart Thanksgiving is not an event, right? Thanksgiving is a lifestyle. Thanksgiving is a heart condition. You go to the doctor and he says you have a heart condition. You say, praise the Lord, I have a good heart. My heart's in good condition. Forgiveness is a heart condition. Humility is a heart condition. Loving our neighbors is a heart condition. Generosity is a heart condition. And it stems from thanksgiving, a life of thanksgiving. Not just saying thanks when someone does something nice for you, but honestly appreciating what we have and what's been done for us. We have these days set aside in the year where we honor certain people or like Father's Day, Mother's Day. I don't know if there's a kid's day somewhere yet, the birthdays, right? Thanksgiving, Easter, Valentine's. These days are set aside to remind us to be thankful. But God wants us to live that gratitude a lifestyle change, not an event, not a festival. A heart condition. Thanksgiving. pastor talked about this on Tuesday. Thanksgiving is the prerequisite for prayer. If you want your prayers answered, you pray with thanksgiving. You're grateful for what God is going to do. If you wait till you get the answer, you might never. Al talked about the battle. Sometimes we don't see what we're believing for. Daniel didn't see what he was believing for for three weeks. But he prayed every day, and then the breakthrough came. The answer came. It was his lifestyle of prayer. Thanksgiving unlocks the lifestyle that demonstrates Christ-like character. Thanksgiving opens the door for the fruit of the Spirit to manifest in your life. Right? If you're all grumpy and complaining, who sees peace? Who sees joy? If you're bitter and angry. Who sees self control if you always want your own way? The fruit of the Spirit is a result of thanksgiving often. It goes hand in hand. Holy Spirit in you giving a new heart condition. Amen? So let's be thankful. Let's be grateful. And let's make it a lifestyle. Be thankful for the little things. Be thankful for the things we take for granted on a regular basis. And let's show the world what God has done in our hearts. I mean, let's love our neighbors. Father God, I thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you for sending Jesus, first of all, to be the sacrifice that paid our way back into your presence, into right standing with you. Thank you that our sins have been washed away. Thank you that we have this abundance in our nation, that we don't have to worry about where our next meal is coming from. Father, we thank you for the freedoms that we share, We just want to honor you today, Father, by showing your love to each other, to our neighbors, to this world. Father, remove any heart that is calloused. Remove the calluses from around our hearts. Allow us to forgive. And show your love. We give you praise, Father. As we go from here into our uh, family gatherings, Father, let our light shine. Let your light shine through us, Father. Just keep us and protect us till we meet again, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen.